0: Welcome to the Sexual Quantum Leap Podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest. Someone I call a dear friend, a brother, and someone who really helped um, SQL take off in the initial stages. And he was there. He has seen it all. And this man has spent Like pretty much, I'm just going to say your whole life, bro, on like figuring out what it means to be a man, masculinity, the dating process, and all that stuff. The man is from Sweden himself, and he is a guy who I look up to as a really good friend and a mentor in certain aspects of life. And I just want to say, it is an absolute blessing to have you here today with all the knowledge that you have imparted on my life and all the clients that we've worked with at SQL and all the clients that you work with one-on-one, bro. So I just want to say, Pierre de Sosa, it is amazing to have you here because I know you're doing your own masculinity workshops and um, coaching now, which is like world class. And I just want to say, bro, I love you and thank you for being here today to be dropping bombs for people to teaching men what it's actually like to step up in this world and be a real fucking man.
1: Yeah, man. Likewise, it's um, it's 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 been it's been a roller coaster, you know. Um, since we met first time in in Melbourne, when was that? 2015. Yeah, man. Yeah. Summertime, like Australia. I think it was Australian summer around November or some shit, and it was it was my first experience with forty degree days. For for those of you <laughs> in America, that's like uh, what's that? Like one hundred and ten degrees Fahrenheit and some shit. And for me being Swe- Swedish, I fucking melted. Um, and <laughs> and so, so this was before you started your SQL shit, right? Oh, and man. I had been. Doing a lot, we both were doing like a lot of dating advice, that kind of stuff, and we were discussing if if we should should do a little bit of a dating sort of company together. And and you're like, yeah, well, let's go on a hike, right? I'm like, okay, that's a bit different, not my thing, but okay, <laughs> you know, this country's is a bit of a hippie, but I'll roll with it. <laughs> and so you, so you take me, and for those those of you who are from Melbourne, you will know. So we went to the Thousand Steps, right? which is like, it's like a couple of kilometers steep uphill. And it's like, it's like, it's still Melbourne, but it's kind of like bush at the same time. Right. And me being Swedish, like what well, the only animals that we have is like some fucking, I don't know, some regular ants. We have nothing. And then I come to Australia and I forgot about how um, everything wants to kill you yeah. <laughs> in Australia. Right.
0: I've never but seen so a full-grown man more scared in my life of Australian wild, <laughs> wildlife. The masculine warrior turned into a little like,
1: oh, stop it! There's a,
0: there's a little <laughs> ant!
1: So we were running around there. We take our, take our shoes and socks off. And then after like 30 minutes, I look down at the ground, and it's like ants. They're like almost the size of my thumb. I'm like, what in the fuck is this shit? You're like, oh, it's just some bullet ant. And I remember then hearing on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple of years ago they were talking about bullet ants being the most painful bite in the animal kingdom. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Jump! Yeah, it was just funny. It was just funny. Um, and since then, man, we've been we've been friends for a long time. It's been a bit rocky because we, we 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 clash. <laughs> yeah.
0: We've yeah, actually stabilized a lot since this um the yeah. start man because at the start it was actually we could actually talk about that how it was a little bit like who's like Who's the king fucking dude? But now it's like, yo, you got yeah. your kingdom, I got my kingdom, and we got these beautiful kingdoms, and now we're like sharing this beautiful fruits of what we've created. But at the start, we're like, I believe we're trying to figure out who the fuck was like doing what and we're doing similar things. And it's just like, for yeah. me, anyway, it was like, maybe definitely for me, man, was a bit egotistical of going, like, I'm the man, I've got to prove to you. And I'm like, fuck, what am I doing, bro? This is like so silly. Where it's like we're both yeah. like kings, let's like really own that instead of being little boys like running for it. And that's how I perceive yeah. Man, how did you perceive it?
1: Yeah, 100%. It was so so what we were we were like 20 25 at the time, I think. Yeah. And you know, we we were just starting to create businesses out of our skills. We had been like re- re- really good and solidified in the actual skill for a couple of years, but we hadn't really created that like here's my brand. And I already have my respect kind of thing. So I think it was a little bit like still that sense of inadequacy that a lot of guys have, which we know like all of our clients are coming to us. They're coming to us pretty much in one form or another because there's some form of sense of inadequacy as a man, right? And I think even though we we had worked out those kinks in our personal lives, Mm. We, there was still a, uh, some sort of sense of inadequacy when it came to to business and branding and having that like an authority name kind of thing. And I think that's what came up a little bit. Where we were both a little bit like, we want to help each other, but we also want to make sure that we don't lose authority, right? We didn't have that. So I, th- I think if we if we would just if we would have just been mates and we were not talking about doing business together, I think it would have been super easy,
0: mm.
1: right? But because we were bringing business into everything, that that was still new, and I don't think either of us really had an abundance mindset in business. I, I know I, I know we had it because neither of us had like made it in business. We, we were like, one month we could make some decent money, and then there would be two months of living on fucking <laughs>
0: like on noodles, bands,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
0: bro, it was it's but, been but you yeah. know it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Like doing all this and. It's like it's formed the bedrock of a great relationship and like what fundamentally yeah. of what we're doing moving forward. And I just want to give a massive shout out to Pierre because if you've listened to previous episodes, like this is the man himself, like this is the guy who really was a key component of SQL and really helping get the message to the world. I just want to say a big thank you to you. And you know what? The reason that I am teaching sexuality now is because it's this man here. And I just want to say, bro, I love you so much for doing that because he was the one who really, i never Get I was in the car, and because I'm, I'm only get Pierre's perspective on this, um, he <laughs> just fucking nailed me, and he's done this with so many people in their dating lives about how to step up, how to go for what you want, and I'm oversimplifying it here, but he basically said, bro what the fuck are you doing man there's so many basically people in the world who need your help about sexuality and you're really good at this let's really go tap just into that stop doing dating stop doing like the attraction process and stop like doing all this stuff about relationship dating and sex just focus and nail down on sex and that's when i like really nailed it with sql the heap Pierre went off and built this really amazing dating company and then we joined forces and that was like the formulation so i just want to say bro from the bottom of my heart i wouldn't be in this position a big part of it if it wasn't for you man, and Help me, really, not just give me a little kick in the right direction. You fucking put your foot in my ass and go start this company and really serve the world.
1: Yeah, man. And but, real man, on the behalf of everybody else, and I need to thank you back because it really is what what I told you during that, or told your, screamed at you (laughs) during that, because it wasn't a chat; it was a fucking screaming match. Yeah, bro. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, I let it rip, but yeah, man. And actually, that's—I think it since then that our relationship actually stabilized fully because we we got really clear on like we can both win at life in a complementary way. We don't have to be the same person. We don't have to compete in the same way, right? Mm. And I also think these days, even if we would have been teaching the same thing, it would have still been able to be. Uh, stable I think we're just a lot more mature and more comfortable with everything but I think it's really since then that it, it started getting a lot easier
0: yeah 100% well we won't go into your story today because I'm sure we've done the podcast uh, 100% we've talked about your story and who yeah. you are and stuff so go listen back to the podcast and stuff because Pierre is very entertaining and very educational when he speaks as well, and it's very just polarizing, so it's amazing. But today, I really want to tap into, man, your, special, your specialty, which is dating and more, more so masculinity these days, which essentially getting your masculinity sorted and then their dating life will be handled. But it's not just like that, It's man. It's like overall about how to be a man, how to step the fuck up, because we were having a discussion the other day. There's so much bullshit out there about this and when Pierre was on the retreats I'm helping out at SQL he was like fundamentally like blowing dudes minds about how to be more grounded how to be more still how to like open up how to be vulnerable and really what it actually is and really Pierre's been coining like benevolent leadership through SQL and it's been like carrying on throughout the time and making men men again so bro if you just want to really just distill what you what you believe is missing in today's society with masculinity I know that's a huge question and what is masculinity to you?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so I'll give you, I'll give you a, um, a pretty brief uh, breakdown. I'll, I'll start with your first question: What is actually missing in today's society, kind of thing, right? Mm. So, the problem in today's society is that almost no one has the capacity of of, of thinking um, nuanced, right? So, you see it with politics, right? It's it's red wing and <laughs> right wing and left. Wing. Yeah. Yeah. And then then we have Red Pill and MGTOW and the POA and like all these sort of things. And then we have like very much everything is very anti those sort of men's movements. And the the thing is, I actually think that both sides are right and both sides are wrong. Right. Mm. So when I talk to pickup guys, for the most part, I tend to cringe. Right. Because they are so reductionist in their view of what masculinity is, right? So they basically have this very, very, very cutthroat evolutionary, but very reductionistic evolutionary approach to think about what is it to be a man, right? Like, it's, it's Just be alpha at all times, right? Or just be this, or just be dominant, and, or just bang a thousand chicks, right? Whatever the fuck it is, right? And then you have the other side of the coin where it's very much all about inclusivity, diversity, and, and more like, uh, more, more of those softer sort of skills, and both are right. So what, what, my, what masculinity is to me, is so, so masculine energy is, if, if, you, if, if, you're, if you break down what it actually is, no, sorry, that was the second question. Um, what is missing today? So what's missing today is the ability to lead in a very strong and powerful way, but with love and compassion at the same time, right? Mm. So you will have people that will be all like, just be stoic, just lead, just be alpha. And then you have other people who are just like, you know, just have empathy and just have compassion and just flow with it and all these sort of things, right? But actually, to me, and this is a little bit of, so, so that's what's missing, right? And then your second question was, uh, what's your definition, right? So my definition of masculinity really is masculine energy is that which never changes. It's that which is eternal and that which can actually observe and is detached, right? That this is a massive fucking conversation. So mm. I'll just do a super quick break, and that's basically masculine energy. Masculine energy has direction and it creates order out of chaos, right? Mm. So, so if if you think. Um, Like, what you're doing with sexuality, that's hyper-masculine because guys are, like, super confused about sexuality. They don't know how it works. And you're creating order out of the chaos of that thing, Mm -hmm. right? And masculinity also has direction. It goes from point A to point B in a straight line. That's how masculine energy moves, like an arrow, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You have created this system of best you ever had, which any guy who uses it, the girls will think you're the best they ever had or at least in the top three guys they've ever had in case that those some girl might have met some really rare dude but for the most part it's best you ever had right yep. and then you have a purpose of changing millions of men and so you're going after that so you've created order of chaos and you're following a purpose and you're going straight for it that's what's what masculine energy is now in other words, you can also call it leadership, or you can, or rather, I would say leadership is masculine,
0: rather yeah. than
1: masculine leadership, right? But you know, splitting hairs. And but in order to be a good leader, you need two things: you need trust and respect, right? So let's say you have someone that you trust. What does that mean? That means you believe this person has your best interest at heart. Mm. That means you can trust them; they're not going to use you. And let's say you have someone that you respect. That basically means you believe they have the capacity to create a certain outcome, right? Now, if you respect someone, but you don't trust them, you're not going to follow them. Mm. You're not going to trust them, right? But if you trust them, but you don't respect them, that's more someone you want to be your employee or a friend, but you're not going to follow them because they don't have the capacity, right? Mm. And trust... And respect. That's what that those that that's the dichotomy. Those are the two two is the yin and the yang of masculine leadership. you got to be benevolent, and you're gonna be masculine, right? Mm. And the more important thing out of all of this is, so I'm not gonna go too voodoo <laughs> on everyone, not but, but will go, li- <laughs> we'll go a little bit because I know you like that, right? So if you think about actual vibrations, right? different different energies have different levels of vibration right so if you if you for example and this is they've done studied you can also go and test this yourself right but if you have a plant or you have two plants in your house one of these plants you play hyper aggressive gangster rap for it you go and insult it you tell it to fuck off. It's useless. All this sort of thing. And you have another plant where it's just beautiful classical music. You tell it you love it. Da da da. You will actually notice that one plant will die and one will grow. And you, I'm guess you can guess which one, which one will do what. And then you have with humans. And obviously this is super. <laughs> there's no ethics in this experiment. But back in the day, they didn't experiment what happened to babies if it was only given sleep and nutrition and warmth from a blanket, right? But no actual cuddles, no love. And the babies that weren't given any love, they actually died, even though they had nutrition, they had shelter, they had sleep, they had medicine, but they actually died if, if they weren't picked up.
0: Mm. Where was this study, Cuddle?
1: man? Was, was this a study done? I, I think this was probably in the 60s or 70s, somewhere in America, I believe. Um, at, I'm not sure if it was like an orphan, orphanage. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. I don't remember the actual details. It was a while ago since I read the study, but it's like, without love you die, right? Mm. And on an anecdote, anecdotal story is, if my friend Bilal is watching this, shout out to Bilal. So what he did is he lived in a, in a collective of people and he had one glass with rice, two glasses of rice. And one of them, he put a label that said love and the other one, it said hate, right? Or he put it in, it was written in Swedish, I'm translating, right? Yeah. Because it's Swedish. So he put it in one side of the living room and the other side of the living room, each class. And he instructed everyone he was living with. I don't remember how many, like six, seven people, it was a pretty big collective. And he told them, the love glass, show it love, the hate glass, show it hate. And then within, I don't remember time frame, maybe two, three, four weeks, um, the 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 love gl- glass with rice looked just like day one, and the hate one was moldy, like black mold on yeah. it. Right? Cool. So th- there is an actual thing to vibrations. We know mm-hmm. that, right? This like there's a lot of proof behind this,
0: right? Yeah, hundred percent, man. It's, it's I've heard that study before. It's it's phenomenal, man. So yeah, definitely. It's, on, it's on like part, it's, man.
1: It's, it's scientific shit. Right. Mm. So if if you now think about like, what's his name, like David Hawking or whatever, he has this book about like different vibrations and frequencies. I don't know exactly, but it's basically like, uh, you know, you have like uh, panic, anxiety, fear, apathy, um, content, peace, joy, happiness, love. Right. And so so love is supposedly the highest um, frequency. Right. And here's the funny thing. So what I realized in the dating world is that the actual brain chemistry that makes you, that has a causal, not correlation, a causal effect to your status in the social hierarchy is serotonin and oxytocin, which are the, 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 the neurotransmitters that's being basically squirted out in your brain when you're feeling love. So if you actually lead with love and you can practice your capacity for love and compassion through things like metta meditation. Metta is Sanskrit. It means loving kindness. There are meditations for this. We do a lot of that at the SQL events as well. And you can practice your ability to actually turn on this warm sensation of loving loving, kindness, compassion in your chest. And when I do that with guys before I take them out to a bar, boom, instantly fucking magic happens
0: Mm. and it's it it all right sorry about that guys we just um checked out for a second something about the internet in bali so Pierre was just saying about you're taking guys out to bars and then all the serotonin and oxytocin from doing the loving kindness meditation right
1: yeah so and you know because this will also automatically lower your cortisol and cortisol is it actually has a causal link to low social dominance and level in the dominance hierarchy and all these sort of things. So when, when you when you get guys into this state, if if you're just standing in a bar, people will just start really getting really, really interested in you. You start a conversation, it's so simple. And then you can do other more advanced things on top of that as well. But that's it. But then if you take someone outside of this entire like dating scenario, if you're just in a relationship with a woman and you're having an argument. If you can look at her, and no matter how fucking annoying she is, right? Because women are going to be irrational. That's again, that's the feminine. What, what's the masculine? The masculine turns chaos into order. The feminine is the chaos, right? Women are going to be crazy. They're going to be irrational. All of this kind of stuff. You can't fucking judge it, right? You still love her for being her. But she feels that really proper, not like cognitively, like, oh, I still love you. In the midst of her being fucking crazy, being a lunatic, you feel like burning sensation of love and compassion for her and you look at her and you communicate this through your fucking eyes, right? You don't always have to verbalize everything. That's not the way that the feminine communicates necessarily. It's more an emotional body kind of thing, right? She will she will literally melt. She, she will just go, like, she will get sap, like, her, her irritability Frustration what, Jealousy Whatever it is it's, really just, it's like a pattern interrupt But like mm-hmm. an energetic pattern interrupt For those of you guys Who are into like sales And copywriting And whatever NLP, Right And Or if, if Because if you have this People can feel that love Thanks to mirror neurons You literally know if someone Because you walk down the street And you feel someone's energy All the time Thanks to mirror neurons So if you feel that Real legit Proper love And compassion for her when you if you give her negative feedback some criticism if if you tell her like hey let's go and do this together like or like hey I, I need to go and do work to provide for the family right like all these sort of things you might be telling her like this is it's time to do this like you're relating in that way but it's coming from a place of actual love you don't necessarily need to spell it out to her like this is actually good for you too she will just she will sense that now of course Sometimes you do tell her, like, hey, listen, this is where this leads to, right? Like, you can take your time to explain to her, hey, what do you want in our future, right? That's a big part of leadership. You ask questions. Everybody's involved in creating the vision, right? Mm. But then when you're doing this stuff, she will still feel that your love is there, even though your mind might be focused on work or you need to tell her something that she, she's acting up in some way. You need to assert a boundary or whatever, but it's not coming from a selfish place or from a butthurt place. Mm. It's love, right? And here's the other thing. Being able to stay in a state of love and compassion when other people are not necessarily giving it back to you, that's the scariest thing you can possibly do because, people, because it's vulnerable right? A lot of guys think it's kind of cool to be a
0: little bit angry and pissed off. It's not. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's not. crazy. It's crazy, man. Like, sorry. Can you you got something else? Go. Yeah, well, go I, I was going to say, like, this shit you're saying is, like, so high-level and so effective because I've seen Pierre, like, like, I've been around Pierre's presence. I've seen him around women. I've seen him around clients. I've seen him just, how he operates in the world. I've never met someone like Pierre, and truly man like how like tough assertive and how strong boundaries you have but then also at the same time you come from a place like yo i've got your back and i'm here for you it's like yeah it's it's crazy shit dude and i just want to like really acknowledge that and like tell guys it's like he's saying some really high level stuff and like going out to the club it's like that warm feeling like just reiterate that it's like dude, it's like, it's nothing I've ever seen before. I'm like going out with you, seeing how you are with women, like, and the way that they respond to my, ha- it's like a fucking, it's a cheat code what you're doing with guys. And we took out a client in um, Thailand together, man. And just seeing the way that you were like, he was interacting with women. Like it was a different level. I'm like, aren't you going to do like some party tricks and some fancy shit? And he goes, what's the point, man? And I love what you do. It's like more of a long-term focus instead of short-term gratification as well for these guys, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the the thing is, if you know how to lead from this place, it's like you're saying, it's that long term. It's so it's in, in marketing, in business, there is this thing where people talk about strategy over tactic, right? Mm. What is a tactic? A tactic is it's tactic is actually a formal strategy, but it's a short-term strategy, right? So a strategy you have short-term, mid-term, and long term, right? To have tactic strategy and meta strategy or principle right that's how you can operate with strategy on, on top of strategy right mm. and there's a time and a place for everything I'm not saying don't ever do any tactics it's you, you know you can do that to to facilitate a little bit of a more more a high level of clarity in your communication right so uh, at the retreats that, that I'm running now, I still do teach people communication strategies. Like I will still teach you that, right? Which is something I was really known for back in the day like technical pickup type stuff, right? But I will not teach those kind of tactics because they are short-term win and you risk becoming reliant on them as a crutch to get the short-term win all the time. Instead, we're thinking meta, we're thinking long-term, we're thinking strategy, and we're also thinking unity for the whole world right like literally how to unify men and women so we can be on the same team and that's really the core of this when you lead from a place of love people feel that and they want to follow you
0: Mm. right yeah
1: here's the coolest part of everything so you're creating a collaboration with you and whatever woman you're with it's not you versus her and here's a fucking bitch test and blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, I like you. You like me. Let's make this work. Here's the cool part. Because people can feel that you live lead from a place of love and compassion. Number one, her friends are going to be cheering you on.
0: Mm.
1: Like they're like, I, I want you to go home with him, right? Because she can tell that you're not only just good with women. You are actually really good for women, right?
0: Yeah. And dude, I like what you said before about the respect. Sorry, I was just going to say on the on the respect thing, dude, it's so key. Like, I think I think we'll talk about this back in the day, but reiterate it now. It's like, some guys are really looking for like, I've got to get the love first. Like, I've got to go for love. I'm like, bro, and I want you to touch on this from your perspective. Like, from what you've said so far it's like i really truly believe in teaching this man still it's like women cannot like love you they don't respect you and guys are so like i got to get that that love first and that nice guy and if you want to touch on a little bit of that nice guy syndrome where guy i wish we always say the nice guy with boundaries but if you want to break that shit down man because i know you talk about that and you're basically saying it now about how guys can have the women and have the business opportunities by actually being that nice guy with boundaries
1: yeah. So the the first thing that I would say, is so, so a lot of guys have sometimes a little bit of a problem with being really assertive and having boundaries and really going for what you want. And because sometimes as a man, you have to you have to step on other, on some people's toes. That doesn't mean you're a bad person, right? So the principles behind this, I actually have written down, just general values, right? Honesty, integrity, creativity, systems thinking, global consciousness, high vibration, creating peace, excellence, fair exchange—these sort of things, right? That's what you want to live by. So this is actually not from uh, from from a coaching thing. I'm actually writing down the company culture between me and the staff that I'm working with. Like, here's what we have to live by. But it's the same thing. That's masculinity, right? But the other thing is masculinity as well. Like we said before, it's 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 purpose-driven, direction-driven, right? And sometimes if you're going to go somewhere, just because you step on someone's toes or momentarily make someone hurt in quotations, that doesn't mean you're a bad person, Mm. right? It doesn't. Well, like the, the difference is, are you doing it from a place of love and a loving purpose where your bigger purpose is not just for you so you can buy a nice car, which is nothing wrong with. Go ahead and get yourself a fucking Rolls Royce like fucking Osho. Just be a bowler if you want to be a bowler, but also make the world an actual better place, right? But sometimes in order to get there, you're going to piss some people off, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to maintain your own energy, right? So this whole thing with being a nice guy in order to fulfill your purpose, because masculinity, you have to fulfill your purpose. Before you even do that, you have your internal purpose. So your purpose goes in three phases. You have internal purpose, outward purpose in terms of general direction, and then your third purpose, which is fully turning chaos into order, which is mastering your craft, right? So the first purpose is your own internal purpose, and that's staying in a high vibrational state, That's what you have to do. Because if you're not in that loving, like we said, like being around plants and having, like they will feel it. Other people feel it as well. So if you go out and you talk to people and you want to do sales and you want to do this, but you feel like shit on the inside, you're actually hurting people through your fucking energy. And you will not make good long-term healthy strategy decisions if you're not in a good place, right? Which means you have to be in a high vibrational state, which means... When you wake up, you do something to get your energy going, right? I do. I can't right now because I've been really on my deathbed from getting super sick with corona for like five months. I'm slow. Like, this is my second week of being able to feel good again, right? Mm. But my, my general first thing that I do in the morning, put on my headphones and put on some music really fucking inspiring. Like, I like a lot of JC type music when it talks about success, Right. And then I do breathing exercises. There are lots of different breath work type shit you can do. Um, Something really simple. Just check out Wim Hof. It's very simple. But then you can go and check out Swami Rama and a lot of really advanced of those guys, right? So I do the breathing exercises while listening to the music and visualizing uniting the entire world. So the, the purpose behind my business is uniting men and women, right? because we're at war with each other, we're killing each other, right? The masculine and the feminine needs to connect with each other, understand each other, and unite each other. Those are the three things. We need to unite, connect, and understand, right? So I visualize this exactly every step of the way. I'm seeing this, I'm, f- I'm, I'm seeing like football stadiums of, of men and women feeling, we're actually starting to understand and connect with each other, and like hundreds of millions of people finally and having global movement, The world actually fucking starting to have some peace, right? And as I'm doing this, I'm feeling love. Like, I'm thinking about all the hurt men who feel inadequate, not enough, who bullied, who not getting respected, who feeling like women are just picking hands, like all this. And I'm seeing them finding women and being respected by other men and being able to express them and feeling happy. And that shit touches me so deeply because I used to be that dude. Mm. He just fills me with love.
0: What would you say, man, to a guy like say I'm like bit timid, bit shy. I can't assert myself, and I don't have like much direction in my life. Like, what advice would you give him? I know it's, like, that's a massive question, but like, where can I begin on my journey? Yeah. So this is the
1: first step. You begin your day like this. You fix your energies. So you're in a high vibrational energy. After this, you close your eyes and you're in a dark room. Everything like this no turn off internet, everything. And and you ask yourself, this is going to sound a little bit weird, but just do it. And you go, and you visualize basically speaking to your own subconscious and you go, what is the most important thing that I can do with my life right now? But before you ask the question, you are willing to get any answer, no matter how scary or how bad or how much resistance you will feel to it. You make a deal with your subconscious that you will be okay with whatever it tells you. Right. And then you play around with different ways of asking the question. That's something that works for me, Mm. for you. It might be, what's my purpose right now? Or like what direction should I play around with different questions and sit for an hour every single day you get yourself, you do meta meditation, Wim Hof stuff, just bouncing around, listening to an interview like this where someone is excited and passionate because that will come through. Right. So I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, Some people will think, what the fuck is wrong with this cunt? But a lot of people will be like, I want to live life like this too, man. You're going to feel excited. You turn it off. You go, what should I do with my life? Let's go. Tell me. I'm ready for any fucking answer, right? Mm. You get your energy. Then you start looking for your purpose because otherwise you're going to try to find something to do with your life in order to fill the void inside. And that's not correct, right? But then a lot of guys say, but... How can I be happy when my life is shit? Like, I need to fill the void inside of me. I get that. That's what I'm saying. You do 30 minutes of pumping up your vibration right now, and then you will have a window of an hour to find a bigger purpose in yourself. Then you might go down, and then you bring it back up, right? After you've done this for a few years, your baseline will be high vibrational energy. And then life becomes giving, uniting the world, helping people, bringing more love, bringing more light into the world, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one, right? Bring your energy up, and then you ask about, you know, purpose and shit. And here's how you set boundaries. You stop being selfish with boundaries, and you realize that if you don't have a high vibrational energy, then you will not be good for the planet. You will make everything bad. So whenever you're around someone who is pulling your energy down, you tell them they're bringing your energy down and they have to stop mm. or cut them out of your life. It's not, or oh, i got to be so alpha and dominant and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a lot of guys reading No More Mr. Nice Guy and Pick Up and all. They think they got to set boundaries for the sake of setting boundaries. It's not a technique to be more alpha. It's that you can maintain a high vibration mm. and you become dominant through this. You become masculine. You become the no more mist and ice guy right but you become so through fully authentic boundaries where you're watching out for your own energy and then you also once you start finding your purpose you also set boundaries where you don't allow people to pull you back from your boundaries so you have your energy and uh, sorry and your purpose and you don't allow people to fuck with those things those are holy they are sacred and if you need to piss people off for the sake of maintaining those Then you do so because this is more important for the world than not stepping on somebody's toes. They can honestly fuck themselves if they have a problem with that. Because if you think big, that's more important. However, if you have a bigger purpose, you don't have a vision, you don't have any of that, then don't step on people's toes because then you're just doing it because you're being a Selfish cunt. Dude,
0: that's that's crazy, man. That's fucking crazy. I've I've never thought about it like that. Like I'm even like getting a bit of a um epiphany here. Maybe like Maybe I'm on the wrong trajectory, but essentially you're setting boundaries by raising your vibration, like raising your energy up in the morning. And the boundaries are going to be pretty much set by like, is this person bringing me up or bringing me down? That's bottom line. So it's like, and if you're feeling that, like you don't need to like go yell at them because you're already in that high state. You don't want to. It's just like, yo, dude, that's not cool. I don't, I'm not. I'm not dealing with it. I'm like, that's not cool. Basically, I don't deal. Um, I don't want that in my. I don't want this um type of behavior in my life. And you don't need to say much more than that because you're already feeling this fucking energy and this vibe. You're like, bro, hey, yo, and that's a great way of setting boundaries of reasserting them and then reaffirming them. And then people can yeah. get a really good feeling of where you're at because they can feel like you're just in this beautiful, loving, like um this higher state. They go, shit, I want to be around that. But it's like, yo, if you're gonna be around me, bro. You got to. St- it's kind of like you got to step up without saying it. Is that kind of like how I'm inter- exactly. interpreting? Exactly. And
1: and and that's when you start going a little bit more advanced, where you can go with the people that are around you. So you have one boundary: is you can't bring my energy down, and you can't if you sway me away from my purpose. If so, with you, for example, what you want to do with SQL? Like, if you have people around you that are telling you to work less, or they're putting like scarcity mindsets in into you, they make you frustrated. They bring it like. That that's when you said boundaries, right? But you can also go. I'm going to demand that if you are in my circle, you're going to do this as well, right? Mm. So we have, we we have a friend in common, right? Uh, 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 a really really good dude, really good dude with biggest heart of almost anyone I know, right? He's he literally is amazing, right? And like we both view him literally as a little nephew, right? Mm. Just who the fuck are this kind right? <laughs> it's, it's almost, almost in a very high vibrational kind of state. Like, I think almost like if, if it's genetic for him, like he's a happy dude, I think, right? Mm. But sometimes he lacks a little bit of that fo- f- fully following the purpose and not allowing anything else to stop him, right? So I had a chat with him couple of days ago where i was basically like what in the fuck are you doing with your fucking life right and i was happy to make him dislike me in the moment for the sake of getting him to a higher purpose even if that meant him cutting me off because he thought i was a cunt because i know i did it from love but nobody else was calling him out right now so i'm gonna do the most loving thing that i fucking can which is he might fucking hate me but this call will hit him and it will get him to realign with his purpose whether he think i was a cunt or he thought i was amazing for it it will get him back to his path because i know exactly how to reach into his fucking subconscious so he will have to start taking some fucking action right as a result he's a good dude he's very Mm. It like, Thank you but so much for but how many me. times has this happened, yeah. man?
0: This has happened all the time. All man. the time Kurt. This is like like people like what like especially more for you, but the thing is I get it because but the thing is, because you're predominantly like talking about this shit all the time. I'm like mainly talking about sex. Like well, people go, What do you do for work? I go, I just call guys out Tell them what that's already on their mind and basically call them call them a motherfucker or call them a cunt and they say thank you for it. And I know you're doing the same, but we're basically what we let's break that down for a second. We're telling the guys what they already sometimes know. And then when people call us, they're like I'm not calling you because I want you to tell me what's going to make my feeling me, make me feel good. I'm calling you because you're the last resort because you're actually going to tell me what I need to hear so that I can have the woman, so I can have the business, so I can stop being a lazy motherfucker, get shit done. And that's why Pierre and I have like, since day one, got along so fucking much because we're like, bro, we see through the facade of people. We're so different but so similar. But I think that's why it was the tough at the start when we first met because we're saying the same shit in different ways and then we finally yeah. go, there's enough people in the world to help. And that's why I'm like, I want you to work with this fucking man and like really get this area of your life sorted. And then when you can really step up and get the women you like and go for it and have that direction, that purpose, all that shit then I want to work with him, to do the sex up, but sometimes you need to go see Pierre first, because the thing is, it's not in my best interest for me to work with you, if, you, if you're if you walking up to girls, or you've got your relationship, and basically, let's just be real, you got your fucking balls, she has your balls in the fucking purse, and you don't have any um, essence of who you are as a man, you can't articulate and express who you fucking are and yeah. bro thank you for doing what you're doing in the world man like from the bottom of my heart it's a it's actually beautiful um that we've gone um separate ways but it doesn't feel like that. It's just gone like more authentic for what we should be doing of our natural expression in this world yeah
1: yeah yeah th- thank you and likewise as well yeah man. it like when we were working with sql it was every single week there was someone we had to call out right <laughs> I, I, I remember this one time in in Melbourne, right? I'll keep it as anonymous as as, as possible. Right? Was this was this but in the office?
0: Was this in the yes, office? Yes, yes,
1: <laughs> right at my place. And uh, you were like, "This cunt, he he just needs a daddy right now." That was it. it was just, he just needed a daddy. And I remember you 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 just called this dude up, and you were just. like, you've let me down, you've done this, you've done that. It was like, it was harsh, but it was so genuine. And it was a pattern in his life that he was repeating with so many other people Mm. that if this didn't get called out for real, he would never stop doing this. And you call him out so bad, so harshly. I think he almost started crying. Maybe even he did cry. Yeah, he was crying, man. Yeah, hung up a bit, called back, and was still crying. And on the actual call, he was like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you," all going kind of stuff. And then he went like two, three weeks, and he sent you a long ass message where he's like, "My life is so different. I'm taking charge of my career. I'm better friend to everyone. I'm a better son. I'm a better, you know, like everything." Because he had this pattern that his other friends, in quotations, for those who you just listening to audio, allowed him to be a cunt, mm. right? He was being a cunt to himself, and as a result, he was being a cunt to other people, right? Mm. And... and and that's the difference between when you set a boundary because you want to be tough, you want to be a hard cunt, or you're actually loving, right? Because there's a lot of people that I could just call call up right now, and I could just, like, harshly call them out for anything that's, like, a flaw in their personality. Like, you can easily do that, and you're going to create a very sort of strong, it's a very domineering um, uh, polarity like that, right? It's mm. It's even a trick in like it's old school sort of pickup way of just like punishing any kind of defiance like whenever somebody doesn't agree with you you just find flaws for your character like you can really manipulate people like that to a really high degree and you become very dominant and very alpha but it's tactical and it's short term and people will wake up and they will leave you and they will hate you we know a lot of people like that right mm. when you go Instead of just calling people out whenever they do something that's not great for me, but instead of looking at like actual love, what is the most loving thing I can do for this person right now? And sometimes when someone fucks up, you know what the most loving thing is? You You just give them love and you comfort them. Sometimes you need to do that. And you know to do what by really tapping into that love.
0: Mm. And you're right, man, at that um, story in Melbourne, it's like, we've done that multiple times. And the the guys are like, thank you so much. He's like, this guy like ended up getting a job. Like he ended up like getting a job. Paying for the retreat and going, thank you so much for giving me, telling me what I need to hear, and I like what you're saying. You're not just going out now, now like arbitrarily, arbitrarily just doing this because you think it's cool. It's like this really needs to be said, and I knew that the place that this was coming from, he needs to hear it, and it's beautiful. Like how many guys that I've worked with, with SQL and same with you, man. It's just beautiful to see. It's like. We're saying stuff because we know long-term. We're okay hurting your feelings short-term and you're going, fuck you, Andrew, fuck you, Pierre, because that's where we really yeah. stand um, in, um, in union on this. But we know long-term, we'll get a message from you. And if we don't, we don't really care. Like that, you'll go, thank you. I really needed that message right now because you hurt my feelings and the things I'm. We are willing. We have done this multiple times. Walked away from people because we rather tell them the hard truth instead of fucking getting a few extra fucking dollars. Like we don't give a shit about that. Ages ago, we would have been like, "Dude, we'll just like do it for the cash." But now we're like, you know what? Fuck it. I am not doing anything. Um, just for a fucking few dollars, it's like I rather have my like I rather go just straight up lose a client, lose um um someone who's like. You're gonna hurt the feelings in the moment, but you know what? I know at my heart because we've seen the reason we're saying it is <coughs> is because we've had so many reference experiences about this and we're going, bro, we just wanna do this because we can see we're we're only sharing shit because we're being in the position you've been in. We're only seeing this and we know where this road leads. Like what we're on a retreat. We told a fucking dude to basically break up with his girlfriend because she was walking all over him. That was one of the hardest yep. conversations we had to have. And we're like, this dude yep. might ask for a refund and might tell us to get fucked because we're saying this, like, you could tell he was pretty, like, into this girl. And we're just going, bro, this is bad news. But we didn't just say it was bad news. We Remember that, man? We just broke it down for ages. Yep. It wasn't yep. easy, dude. Yep. And we discussed, yep. like, we might have to give back a refund here, but we're willing to do this so then he might go, fuck yep. you. But then long term, it's going to be better for him, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's it. That's it. Oh, man. Before we wrap this up. Oh, sorry. Do you want to comment on that?
1: No, no, no.
0: I was going to say, before we wrap this up, man, it's been absolutely enlightening uh, to say the least about what you've been um, speaking about so much um, so far, dude. And it's like, this is seriously like the tip of the iceberg. You've gone really broad, but there's like so much nuances. And I said, this has been Pierre's life work, what he's covering just in this call. But basically, like I'm really getting away from like dominance. And we've talked about this a lot, like dominance is love and that care and and actually what true leadership is. And man, I'd love to have you back on here and like really dropping more bombs with the guys. But for your fun, Final parting words before we get into the best way to contact you, what is like a message you would love to share with the world and really be able to instill into the men today?
1: I think it's this. Anytime that you sink down into these selfish, self-centered, egocentric, domineering type attitudes, every single time, no matter what you tell yourself like it's some sort of stoic thing or you try to quote Ayn Rand about being you know being selfish and objectivism and all sort of things you have to understand that all of those things at the end of the day they do stem from a certain level of fear the only fearless state there is the only fearless vibration emotional state whatever you want to call it it is love That's the pure fearless state. When all fear goes away, real love comes up. It is the highest fucking frequency. And true unapologetic love is the furthest from weak you can fucking go. Real love and you protect your love like we just spoke about, like with the energetic boundaries and all those sort of things. You're fucking gangster as shit. Like, if, if someone wants to tell me, like, just really focus on love and want to tell me that that's soft, why don't you send me a message and you come meet me in person, and I would love for you to still let me know if you think that I'm soft. It's not going to fucking happen. It's just, and that's not me trying to be like, oh, look at me, I'm a tough guy. It's when you are unapologetic about your fucking love for the world, for yourself, for other people, you're not soft you're strong as fuck you combine that with a real purpose what you real really 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 want and you build your fucking skills and tools and abilities and build more value for yourself you just become better product as a man you're going to be strong as shit right Mm -hmm. so if whenever you can just pay attention to what sort of mindsets and beliefs am i operating from right now right like at all times, just choose to work from abundance, cooperation, love, right? Mm-hmm. But with direction, with clarity, with purpose, with strength, with power at the same time. That's the dichotomy, right? I see a lot of people in the men's rights sort of movements, you know, Red Pill, P-Way, Ming Tao, all sorts of things. And they talk a lot about things that they, there's a there's a kernel of truth in it. They're very correct. Set boundaries, have your goals, crush it, go to the gym, eat well, s- speak your mind, all these sort of things. But they're oftentimes coming from a, from, from a selfish, fear-based sort of state. You can still take the best from that world, but also take the best from the counterpart. Right? A lot of people listen to my shit and they think that I'm going to be some very right-wing kind of anti-feminist type thing, and I do love to make fun of feminism. I love that shit, but I make just as much fun of Donald fucking Trump and the right wing. And let me tell you, there is a lot of truth to feminism. A lot of truth. A lot of people are kind of shocked when I say that, but there's truth to both sides and both sides are wrong and right at the same time. So the big message is we need to actually unite Understand and connect the masculine and the feminine. You should have a masculine and a feminine polarity within yourself that both are developed. For most men, for most men, your masculine polarity is going to be larger, maybe 70 to 90 percent masculine, Mm -hmm. right? And for a woman, the opposite. But you should have both sides developed, right? Because otherwise, you're suppressing a part of yourself. And you're actually developing self-hatred and self-loathing, real self-love, unapologetic self-love. You have to accept and love your feminine side as well. And in order to do that, you have to stop judging like left-wing, libtards, all this kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Strong, powerful leadership and masculinity have to accept both sides of society and focus on unity. And then you maintain all your boundaries and these sort of things.
0: Bro, crazy stuff. And I love the high levelness and like the intricate detail that you break this down to, dude. So I just want to say it is an absolute honor and a privilege to have you on here, man, because I know it's been your life's work to obsessing. About this stuff, and it's so funny, like pierre's talking about vibration frequency, and this dude like sometimes no- nothing loves more nothing he, he, no- he loves nothing more than sometimes going having a beer and getting fucked up, listening to gangster up, so it 's like it's a beautiful yeah. like it's like it's not you don't have to sit here and like wear mala beads and like be all spiritual it's like pierre's like extensively done this research and come to the same conclusions, but it doesn't mean you 're just one or the other it's like looking at all the things, and he's like that place of like love. And acceptance and bro you've done you've explained that so articulately and I highly recommend you check out a lot of stuff that Pierre does even just as I said set up a time and have a conversation with him because you know what it's just like enlightening and really like gives you a perspective that you have never heard before and I just want to say thank you for being here and sharing um, the wisdom today man it, and the things when I say wisdom it's actually stuff that you've actually done and applied so much in your life where you've just had so much resounding evidence of it being true so it's just um, my blowing the information that you the, I'm sorry mind blowing the wisdom that you've given today so i really appreciate that dude um what is the best place for people to get in contact with you man
1: so right now the best place would be to go to my facebook group it's called the love code right it's a, it's a longer headline but if you if you search for the love code you will see the rest of that it's a facebook group um and In terms of coaching, more advanced stuff, um, you'll find all that kind of information in the group. In the group, you probably have about 100 hours or so of live streams, and you will find a couple hundred articles. And a lot of the articles are very long, very in-depth, very technical, where I explain the actual science behind this, and I explain the philosophy, and I explain the spiritual aspects. It's a very holistic application, again, I don't want to be a reductionist in the way that I approach this. It's not just the numbers and the science, and it's not just the woo-woo, right? We want to look at everything from all angles to make sure that it's airtight. It's actually as close to the truth as we can, right? Mm. Go to the group, check out tons of free shit. And in the group as well, if you would be interested in doing some more uh, high-end coaching with me, there are retreats, there's an online program side of stuff like that and you will find all that information in the group but if you just want more free shit there's hundreds of hours of live streams and hundreds of articles and thousands more to come
0: awesome man really appreciate you being here dude and yeah if you can't find pierre or his group for whatever reason just make sure you send us a message at sexualquantumleap.com and i'll get you doing direct contact with this Beautiful human being who, as I said, has a wealth of knowledge to share with the world. So, brother, I just want to say thank you very much for being here again and all the listeners who, if you want to listen to Pierre and I rant and riff or you just want some more information and some more detailed breakdown about masculinity or you have some specific things, make sure you just hit us up. Send us a message because we'd love to hear from you about what you got from this episode because there are some beautiful gold nuggets in here for you to really go back and apply.
1: There's also a ton of old podcasts with me on this (laughs) app. yeah. (laughs) Like the first 20 episodes or some shit.
0: We're just going back and forth, just yelling at each other. So, if you want to go back to the yeah. old school, listen to those yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey. yeah, it's
1: plenty to go from. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, man. And for everyone listening, we will do uh, a reverse version of this as well, where I will be interviewing Andrew for my group as well, pretty soon. We'll see exactly when, but hopefully, maybe within a week or so
0: yeah awesome man nah dude it's i think we'll be doing a lot of stuff to come we have so much to share and this is only the, it's the peak of, this is only the tip of the iceberg so guys again thanks so yes. much for tuning in if you remember we love you dearly and we think you're fucking awesome and we do we will do whatever it takes to really get this message to the world of masculinity and sexuality and with our powers combined we will fucking change the world and we already are so thank you very again for tuning in and pierre thanks again brother you're an absolute legend
1: thank you man.